0: Hello and good day everyone. It's Kevin Finkel here with episode number 58 of Magic the Final Frontier. Is that right? 58? Yep, 58. Perfect. Alright, so on this podcast we talk all about the Frontier format and keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Frontier.
1: And uh, I'm Ryan Shwing, the Japan hobbyist out of Tokyo, Japan.
0: Yep, so we're coming at you with some more Frontier information. So on today's episode, what we really wanted to talk about, it's a bit of a recap of something we've talked about before with some new cards added, added, obviously. Um, We wanted to talk about sideboarding cards and what are some of the best, you know, silver bullet, what are some of the best sideboard cards that you really want to always be using in your Frontier decks. So, you know, you're a first-time player, maybe making a deck, and you're not sure what's available in Frontier, this is a great episode for you just to kind of get an idea of what's going on there in Frontier that you can uh, plan for, what you should be planning for, etc. Yeah, building... And then we also just wanted to touch on mm-hmm. the meta a little bit, so if we get some time near the end, we're going to touch on, you know, what are some of the new decks that have really been coming through? What can you do to fight them?
1: So, yeah, building sideboards in Standard is already kind of challenging, and I would expect if you're, you know, playing Frontier for the first time, it's going to even be even more challenging, because, you know, what, what decks should you prepare for? And like you said, mm-hmm. we did cover this before, but I believe that was before I was on the podcast, so it was probably like something like 30 episodes ago or not, so
0: (laughs) this is a good update. Yeah, keep it nice and concise. And, yeah, the meta changes, so what's going to be good as well as what cards you even have available are always going to change.
1: Yeah, yeah, so I I went through, I made a list of stuff, you know, that I thought, you know, could be playable as a cyborg card. Some stuff might have been playable in the past, you know, they were good cyborg cards before, but maybe they've kind of fallen out of favor. Been that, like you said, we got a lot of new stuff as well. So,
0: all right. So there's kind of two ways we could do this, and you know, we were just talking about this, but we figured we'd talk about it on air. Do you want to go by color, and we'll kind of go, okay, here if you're a green deck, here are your sideboard options. If you're a red deck, here are your sideboard options. Or would you rather say, here are the decks you should be preparing for, and here are your options if you're in blue, if you're in red, if you're in green?
1: Yeah, I think color is just easier for me just to think about. It. So, like, if people are building. A tier one deck or if they're just brewing or whatnot they're like hey you know if you're using this color you should use this i think it's easier for them okay, to i'm on the of...
0: complete opposite so, no. right, that's... <laughs> that, that's fine we'll, we'll go ahead and go that way so we will still kind of frame it though as in you know your if, if we say you're a green deck w- what are the green decks in the format we'll talk a little bit differently if yeah and yeah.
1: versus if you're a tarka versus yeah like you might want to use this in this type of green deck but maybe the other type of green deck wouldn't need it
0: mm-hmm yeah okay do you want to start us off because i know you've got quite a bit prepared and i'm uh you know i'm never the guy who prepares too much I- i'll wing it i'll be our host you can be our expert Bing, yeah bang, bada, boom.
1: so uh i think one of the most popular well so starting with white i think one of the most popular white cyborg cards uh arashian cleric
0: the Perfect. one th- yes i i definitely want to jump into this so right up off the bat you mentioned arashian cleric that's a uh, one and one white for a one three Human Cleric, uh, when it enters Battlefield, you gain three life. It's this kind is... of the go-to. I want to talk yeah. about it because I feel like there's a lot... There are, there are some other life gain options, and for me, personally, Aershin Cleric doesn't always feel great, so it's really good against the very burn-heavy versions of Atarka, mm. because it gains you three life, that's basically a full card. It's as good as, you know, having them discard their best card in their hand. I mean, against yeah. more creature-heavy versions, it's not as good, though, because... In those cases, you know, if they've got a bunch of three threes attacking, you're just going to get run over with your one three.
1: But it is good against like the token versions as well. Yes, which I think we're seeing less of. Yeah, so it depends on the meta, but
0: still a
1: solid card.
0: Mm-hmm. What about other life gain creature options? Do you like any of the other versions? Creature wise,
1: uh, there isn't really anything else that I,
0: I'd want to play. I think I'd, so I'd me... rather play spells. Yeah, let me touch on some of them. Or oh, yeah, we can also talk about spells. But um, what about Sunscourge Champion? Have you tried that one? That yeah. one's one and two, uh, one white and two for a two three. When it enters the battlefield, you gain life equal to its power. But you can also eternalize it for four and discarding a card. Depends on the speed of the
1: format, and I think that you know Frontier is just a lot faster than than Standard. You know, maybe you'll get that. You're getting it down on turn three, which is kind of bad, and then. Mm-hmm. You're only gaining two instead of three, so it's,
0: it's blocking less, it's gaining less, and... Well, it's a 2-3 that blocks that blocks a little better. Yeah, and then... It can actually block something like a Swift Spear, which uh, the 1-3 can't. Uh, now, what I think, where I was bringing this one up, and that I've actually played it recently, is because it's something you can play from the graveyard, so if you've mm-hmm. got a deck that's milling itself a lot, it yeah. might be an option to always have it available. Um, I was also going to mention Mare. That's also a 2-3 three for 3. Yeah, um, yeah. can't be blocked by red creatures, and whenever it enters a battlefield or becomes target of a spell or ability from an opponent, you gain 3 life.
1: I think that might actually be better than Switch Champion.
0: Okay, I mean, yeah, obviously it's a little bit different usage, but I, I can see that one being very strong, and I've had some success with that one. Especially in burn-heavy decks. Mm-hmm. especially against burn heavy yeah. decks, because if they have to remove it with a spell, then that's a huge amount of life gain. Um Have you tried the cleric of the forward order? Do you think that's any good? Which one's that again? Is that the, the that's two, the two-two two knights? when it enters a battlefield, you gain life equal to each creature you control in the cleric of the forward order. So it's normally only a, it's a two, two instead of a one, three, and it gains you two instead of three. There is, that's probably worse than Erish and Cleric, but if you get a second copy of it, then you gain four for that copy. The third mm. one would be six, theoretically. I don't know if that's worth it, or if the two power makes it worth it against the kind of decks you'd want to block against.
1: Yeah, I'm not I'm not totally sold on that one. <laughs>
0: uh, even if you're going to copy it with Saheeli, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. Probably not.
1: Yeah. Speaking of Sahili.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not done yet. Oh, you, you know, no. I've got more. Uh, do you count night of autumn in this category?
1: Night of autumn and white? No, i have that in multicolor, but that would definitely
0: be. Okay. Yeah. okay. We'll come back to that one then maybe because it, it does fit a little bit in the same. Uh, I do want to touch base though on, I think one more, which is the green, white, uh, centaur peacemaker. That's the three, three for three. And it gains each player four life when it enters the battlefield. Uh, huh
1: huh uh, uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: So obviously, you wouldn't want it in a case where the opponent, where you're trying to race the opponent. But if you're Mm -hmm. a green-white deck and you think that the opponent's life total doesn't matter so much, you know, you're going to win with something big that'll just completely control the game. Mm -hmm. Then maybe, maybe that's worth it. I I haven't found a chance for it yet, but it's something that I want to, I want to keep in people's minds because it's a really strong effect. And three-three is actually a quite good body because you can't just shock it.
1: Yeah, and and a lot of those burn decks are playing a lot of. You know, one mana, two damage cards these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so anyway, so we're still in white, like I said. And speaking of Sahili, um, w- do you have any white cards that you would play against Sahili combo?
0: Yes, and I, I want to mention here that I don't feel like Sahili has been being played all that much lately. And at the same time, that means that a lot of these hate cards we would normally see for it haven't been playing very much. Mm. Oh, I did miss the one more that I want to talk about, the Inspiring Cleric. There's also a 3-2 for 3 that gains you 4 when it enters the battlefield. That one, I feel like, might be a little bit worse just because, you know, 2-toughness is always bad. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, Saheeli, um, so there's definitely a lot of options, especially in white for Saheeli. So the ones we always talked about, you know, if you go back to our last episode, I know we talked about... Um, was is it? Is it Thalia? It is Thalia, right? Talia?
1: Okay, yeah, I guess yeah. Talia would be a good sideboard card.
0: I kind of see her mm-hmm. more in mainboards these days, but... Yeah, I, I think I th- if she is being played lately, it's mainboard. Um, that's a big one in white. The other one that we always classically talk about is Authority of the Consoles.
1: Yes, that was on my list. I think that can this... also be good against aggro. I mean, I yes, played against... it
0: depends. Again, you need in to the... be a more creature-heavy version, yeah. which I've seen a little bit less of.
1: Yeah, against, like, the creature red... Red red creature decks general like red-black as well. You know,
0: I I would mm-hmm. play that. So, yeah. Um, is there anything else from white that you would think of? I mean, so why don't we talk about it this way? If you're making a sideboard and you're, you know, we're currently talking about a white deck. What do you want to say, like, we're talking about Abzan? Do you want to say we're talking about mono white?
1: Yeah, I mean, it could be mono white. It could be some kind of, like, two color deck, you know, white, black. I know that some people are
0: playing white, black control. Okay, um, something generically white. You know, yeah, we're assuming that it's okay to play creatures here. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't hate Authority of the Consoles. It's not the most amazing. I don't know if I'd include that. I don't know if I would include anything specifically for Sehili at all right now. Yeah, just because it's being kept down in a lot of other ways.
1: So another white card that kind of similar maybe could could work in like you know like the white-black control or just against the or wh- whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I think Settle the Wreckage is a good sideboard card in Frontier. here.
0: Yes, if that's not in the main board, I think there's a lot of reasons to play Settle in the sideboard. Uh, it's one of the best cards that you can play against Dredge. It isn't dead into something like the Saheeli. Ascendancy deck. Yeah, yeah it's that good. as well. Yeah, it's, it's reasonable into Sahili. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I mean, I would rather play that, I think, than the Authority of the Consoles. It's yeah, full...
0: just because it'll be playable in more decks.
1: But you definitely have to be able to stay alive. I mean, at four mana, you got to be able to kill stuff. Or put something down those first few turns so you don't die to like mono red.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, do you
1: think Hushwing Griff is still a good card?
0: I, I, know- I do. I think that there's a lot of reasons to play it right now. I think I probably, though, prefer the two-drop version of it. So there's the uh, oh, the dwarf. What's its name? Um, the
1: human, right? The Tocotli
0: Honor Guard? Yeah, Tocotli Honor Guard. Yes, there's a 1-3. I want to say it was a dwarf. Is it not a dwarf? I thought it was a human. Uh, that the... set was very bad at what was a dwarf, what wasn't her, you know.
1: I don't think they had dwarves in, in Ixalan. But...
0: No, that was, was that Ixalan? I thought that was... Um... That that's Ixalan. I thought that that was on... Okay, if that was Ixalan, yeah. then yeah, that's definitely not a... Uh... Yeah. Okay, so what so... what they do is that they stop creatures entering the battlefield from having any effect. So it's a card that has a use into a lot of matchups. It's very good against Dredge. It's very good against any of the Coco decks, if you're seeing those. You know, it's v- super good against Spirits. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a, a reasonably strong card, you know, against a lot of random things. You know, a lot of people are playing value creatures. You know, you if you happen to... If you're a deck that could main deck this, mm-hmm. it will have effect against Rally. It will have effect against um, uh, Marvel, even. You know, the, you'll, they won't be able to play their uh, Renegade Rallyers. The, not, or what's the, uh, no, the blue-green one? The blue-green? The... Okay.
1: You mean like, oh, uh, the human soldier,
0: yeah. the, uh, no, the, um, sorry, the blue green, uh, the keynes you energy. Oh, yeah, 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 there we go. There we go. It's late here. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, the guard is a human, but it just looks like a dwarf. Yeah. So I
1: think those are most of my white, I kind of had declaration and stone in there as well, but that really doesn't see too much play. I still think it's good against, you know, like dredge decks and token decks, but
0: we don't see that too much. So you mentioned one sweeper. I wanted to mention another, which is, well, I mean, it, it makes sense to have s- some people just put sweepers in the sideboard. But one that I think is still a very good silver bullet for mid-range white decks is the. Uh, oh wait, 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 what is its name? Oh my gosh, I had it. What, open. What's what set? What's uh, it's the one that lets you choose one of each type and then gets rid of everything else. Tra-
1: tragic Arrogance?
0: Tra- yes, Tragic Arrogance. Sorry, I'm off my game tonight. I think that's a card that we still see sometimes in sideboards, and it's a really, really strong one. For mid-range decks against other mid-range decks, it'll just completely turn the board into your favorite.
1: mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, I'll
0: keep my big guy and you get your small guy. Because you get to choose, right? Or no, everyone chooses. I can't remember. No, you get to choose for that one. It's the, uh, yeah, there was the version later, the Gear Hulk, which everyone got to choose, and that was a lot worse. So people think yeah, about yeah, that yeah. one. They're like, oh, the other one's bad too. Mm. No, the Gear Hulk's bad, the other one's good. I might have to try that again. Anyways, I think that th- that's good. What I do still want to question in white, though, is what do you want to do if you're in white and you want to become grindier? You know, you're against a very slow opponent, you're against blue control. Uh, maybe Jund, something like that. Uh, what can you do to get more card advantage, get a longer game? In the sideboard? I
1: mm-hmm. don't know, maybe, maybe a Johnny, like the four mana, the uh, adversary of Tyrants, if you're playing aggro,
0: hmm. That's not bad, I don't hate that. Because that um, also
1: gives you the creatures, you know, if you ultimate them, so.
0: Yeah. So, I, I mean, I had a few I wanted to talk I want to say either Mentor of the Meek or the... Um, Bishop? What is uh-huh. the bishop? Uh, uh, the spirit. The, the three, one that, the two, they, three that gives you
1: bishop. Bygone Bishop? The one that gives bygone you. Bygone Bishop, yes. Gives you the clues. Um, so,
0: those are a couple ways. Both of those require you to have small creatures. But both of those are ways to draw cards off of small creatures. Well,
1: if you're, if you're playing blue-white spirits, Bygone is pretty good. I mean, or blue-white flyers, mm-hmm. I should say.
0: Uh, along with those cards, I think that the uh, Dusk to Dawn is quite strong.
1: Yeah. I mean, it depends um, on the meta, but yeah.
0: How about Dawn of Hope? Do you think that card is good enough into something like a blue matchup? Is that the two mana enchant? Yeah, that's the two mana enchant. Whenever you gain life, you can pay two and draw a card. And for four, you can create a 1-1 soldier yeah. with lifelink.
1: I'm not sure about that one. I mean, I guess it I mean, it's okay if you're trying to be super grindy because you just keep making tokens and attacking.
0: So the other one that i would consider in the same slot would be mastery of the unseen do you have an opinion of which of those is probably better now mastery of the unseen i mean
1: i think that's better if you're just playing like a megamorph deck right or like well
0: what if you're not what if you're just a a white deck with creatures in it you know maybe you're green white you're bant something like that do you think Mastery of the unseen is a good card against a control deck Mm... and would you say it's better or worse than the uh the dawn of hope because hmm, think... traditionally that's been an extremely good card against um against control when i saw dawn of hope i kind of said oh well we've got master of the scene that's better i don't know if it's the same i I feel like i underlooked dawn of hope a little bit considering what i've seen of it in standard sideboards
1: yeah i mean that's that's a hard call i mean i like i like being able to and they're both like what it's four mana to make a one one lifelink token with dawn of hope
0: mm-hmm. and then At instant speed it's also four mana to make a uh a two two manifest
1: Format make it to two manifest so you get a bigger creature if you want to finish the games out it's better to do the uh, the siege what was it what was it not the, not the siege the mastery sorry, mastery of the unseen yeah but you know if you're looking for the life link um, yeah I mean it's easier card advantage I think you get a card and you can potentially play a better creature
0: okay okay so. Um, so I probably had one other white card on my list that I wanted to mention, which is Lyra. I see her on a lot of sideboards, yeah. just yeah. as something really big, something that the red decks can't really just fight their way through, you know, can't burn it out, specific removal or yeah, a few pieces of burn. Otherwise they just instantly lose to it. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. I love that card. When I was playing black, white angels in past, you know, seasons, you know, if I got that down on the board, red, just like, okay, I'm, I'm done.
0: Are there any other hate bears that you think are worthwhile, like anything like Solemnity or there's the guy who stops people from getting counters?
1: I don't think they're really
0: worth it right now. I
1: don't think they're they're necessary sideboard cards.
0: Okay, I agree. I just want to make sure they were mentioned, but yeah, I, I'm completely on board with that as well. So
1: blue, if you don't mind talking about that. Blue if you're playing blue, there's always cards that you should play in your sideboard. And I think what do you think my number one pick is? Uh negate. Yes. I think that's like the most important blue sideboard card you could have in Frontier is negate.
0: Yeah, so there are some decks that you really want to be able to stop certain non-creature spells. So even if you weren't playing negate in the main board, you might want more negate in the sideboard. And there's decks where you'll want to bring in more from the sideboard. You know, If you're a control deck, you are happy to have something that can counter creatures against aggro. But if you're going to play against another slower deck, as many negates as possible is where you'll want to be.
1: Yeah, any kind of combo deck it's really good against. Control, yeah.
0: Now I, what about other counter spells from the sideboard? Do you have do you always go with up to four negates if you don't have them, or do you also look at things like Disdainful Stroke, which yeah. is quite a good card because it counters big creatures as well?
1: Especially in a mid range metagame, I think that the uh what do you call? That uh disdainful stroke's really good. Hmm. So against
0: so if you had maybe five slots in your sideboard that you're like, okay, these are going to be counter spells. What what else would you consider one to two slots on?
1: Other than counter spells.
0: Well, I know I'm, I'm saying if you're doing like four to five counter spells in your sideboard, what what would they probably be? Are they like so yeah, disandel negate? stroke
1: they... negates. Um, I think if I was playing like a faster deck, maybe a dispel or a spell
0: pierce might also yeah, be good. Yeah, th- those were kind of what I was thinking. I I tend to like dispel as a counter. Against other control decks, so if you're like in the control mirror, that's a very strong one. Yeah.
1: So I I think those would be like my four go to uh, counter spell cards. There's other ones. I mean, like I think the in-soul artifact deck could put like metallic rebuke if they wanted to. That'd be like yeah. You can see that
0: one. You can see uh, stubborn denial if you're not playing that main board. Stubborn denial is
1: really good if you're playing like a mid range like a tamer deck or something like that.
0: Hmm. What about summary dismissal? Does that one still deserve any kind of mention?
1: That's the format mana one that counters, like, all abilities. It
0: exiles effects. all spells and counters all abilities. So what yeah. you can do is you can counter something like an Emrakul on the stack and get its trigger.
1: Yeah. Or an Ulamog as well, right?
0: Yeah, so that was occasionally showing up when those were popular decks, and we didn't have any other good way to stop them personally it's probably fallen off to the point where it's necessary but yeah marvel's not as big as as it was
1: before marvel if marvel and um, delirium were more popular in the metagame i think maybe it would still be played as like a one or two of in control decks but otherwise you you get disallow you know which is like Mm -hmm. totally fine
0: yeah that's reasonable
1: so i can't think of any cards other than counters that i would play in blue in the sideboard
0: so a big one I can think of, again, more control stuff. I, I like to have one kind of big control, anti-control
1: leader. Uh, something
0: like, Sphinx is the final word, is usually the one that I go to, yeah. but Nezakal is reasonable, and he's I the, think that... um He's a new one from, what,
1: from
0: Ixalan? I, mean, I want to yeah. say.
1: There's like also like, the with the 6-7 prowess, uh, yes. I think, that can't be countered, from uh, Kanzatarkir. mm mm-hmm. I can't remember. And you can like return three lands to your hands. I think think he's he's a little little bit better than the
0: Nezacol just because in you have to like discard three, right? Pearl Link Ancient. Um, Yeah, the other one you return islands to your hand. They're pretty reasonable. I think I probably prefer the Sphinx the most and then I might like uh, Chromium if you're in the colors more than that. Yeah. second most.
1: Yeah, Chromium's pretty good in Esper. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that's pretty much blue for me.
0: Yeah, is there anything you can think of? I mean, we don't have a lot of mono blue decks because it, it struggles in frontier. So it's not like we're usually saying, "Oh, what are my blue cards to bring in against control or, 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 or blue cards to bring in against aggro particularly?" Mm-hmm. Like essence scatter maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I'd normally want to sideboard that. Um yeah, that's probably about about it.
1: Yeah. So, black? You want to hit up black now? Any you, need, you sure, go black has a lot.
0: Time. Um So let's talk about, against aggro first, because I think that's always important. You know, you can bring in more removal if you don't have it main board, but I think the big ones we always want to talk about are your things against control, or against aggro, sorry, I keep messing that up. Uh, Gifted Aetherborn is the first one I would mention. Mm -hmm. That's the 2-3 lifelink death touch. You know, it's hard for aggro to just trade one for one for it, because they don't have a lightning strike, and it obviously blocks well, it gains life, just all around good card.
1: Yeah, I like it, and I, I mean, it, I if you have the double black, if you can play double black mm. early, then, you know, it's good, but because it's double black, it makes it a little bit harder to play in, like, the three-color decks, you know, like, Mardu or Abzan might struggle, even with all the, the sorry, the Shocklands that they have now.
0: Yeah, and it's worth mentioning that certain burn-heavy versions of Atarka, it might not be the best option. Mm. You know, it can't block into the Chain Whirler, it can't block Smuggler's Copter, of course. Yeah. So sometimes I like to, instead of those, I'll go with Essence Extraction. So that is the three mana, deals three to a creature, you gain three life. Yeah, I mean,
1: I think I would just go up to four mana and play Colitis.
0: (laughs) Well, yes. Okay, so th- I was working my way up the mana, mana yeah. there. Uh, Kalitas, I think, is just an always must-have. Such a good card for any kind of Atarka matchup, any kind of dredge matchup mm-hmm. against a lot of aggro decks. It's just a really good card, and pretty much demands an answer instantly, or they just can't beat it.
1: Yeah. So sorry for stealing your thunder there. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, you're fine. Uh, what, what what else do you got for black?
1: Um, if you want to talk about hand disruption.
0: I yes, think there's two to go.
1: two really good. I guess two or three really good ones.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, if you're in blue-black, I think Thought Erasure is just the best one. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. But like, if you're
0: just uh, in straight black, Duress is still very solid. Yes, and before we had Thought Erasure, usually the second best one that people would play would be uh, Transgress the Mind. Yeah, I still think it's good
1: depending on what you're playing against. Because especially if somebody's playing like a, you know, a graveyard-heavy deck. Some I mean mm-hmm. I would rather have this than duress when I'm playing against like Esper Control because I want to get rid of their dig through times. So I want to get rid of you know those other things that they can flash back.
0: Definitely, yeah. Um now how about the ones that hit every copy? So we don't have uh you know, surgical extraction, but we've got some of those kinds of effects. Um, so lost Lost
1: Legacy Yeah, Lost mean, Legacy. Yeah. Um, uh, Infinite is, is Liberation is another one. Well, there's that, there's Infinite Obliteration, Mm -hmm. and then now you also have Unmoored Ego in the blue black. So So.
0: I would say Unmoored Ego is probably, obviously, the best of those. If you're not in blue, though, do you like Infinite Obliteration, or do you like the Lost Legacy?
1: I think Lost Legacy is still better. I mean, back when when there was more in Soul and Aether Rooks maybe wasn't so good, but now We've kind of shifted away from the artifact-based decks in Frontier. Yeah, I don't know if so it's Souls a little bit better. Biggest thing.
0: Yeah, really, I think that the biggest thing is that you want to be able to hit some other certain things. You'd like to be able to take something out of the Ascendancy decks. There's a few mm-hmm. things in Dredge you wouldn't mind hitting, and it's not all creatures that you want to hit. So it's it's nice to be able to be able to have some options there. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other one that I do see that does see play, and I think deserves to see play, is the. Del- no not the delve one it's the convoke one. Oh yeah uh, what, what is that one called it's like, it's like five mana. Uh, it's like stain the mind yeah yeah i
1: had that in my tokens deck It's all right
0: yeah you know it does reasonable i see it show up in elves i see it show up in uh, a few things here and there just because you'll probably have the creatures in play and it does that same kind of effect yeah um so the next thing we
1: should talk about in black i think is board wipes there's definitely some hmm. cards that you so want to use. There's not a use.
0: ton of options. I mean, there's Languish, which, if you didn't have a main board, it makes sense. I think sense Languish the is
1: board. the main board one. I think everyone's going to be playing Languish main. But there's maybe you want to have like something to supplement that in the sideboard.
0: Now, are you thinking like Ritual of Soot, or are you saying something smaller, something you can play sooner, such as the new Cry of the Carnarium? I think they're both playable.
1: You know, okay. Cry of the Carnarium, I think, is a lot better against. You know, probably not mono red, just because you know they have a lot of uh, the prowess guys just get the three toughness. But mm-hmm. you know, against I don't know token decks you know, or you know, whatever else has like a lot of one toughness, like I don't know, mono white or something like that. I still, okay. still think it's good. Or against rally, just because it's all that are put into the battlefield that turn. Yeah. So there's so, really nowhere
0: around it for rally.
1: So if they just sacrificed everything because you tried killing them. And then, you know, they, you play that, then they all get, they all get exiled. So I like that a lot. Um, for bigger decks, I kind of like the is it Crux, Crux of Fate?
0: Yeah, Crux of Fate's an option.
1: And then, like you also said, Ritual of Soot, I think is mm-hmm. is playable in some instances where you don't want to use Language because you have cards like Kalitus that you don't want to die.
0: There's also one day that Phyrexian Scriptures will see play, <laughs> but it's not today. Yes. Uh, how about, against slower decks? I think that's the place we need to go next again, is w- what are your grindy options in black?
1: Grindy, you mean, like, uh, there's a two-mana, The uh blood... Bloodfast? Uh, uh, or Argus blood blood fast. Fast. Yeah, that yeah. I go
0: Bloodfast. Yeah, that one definitely deserves a mention. Um, I think that if you're in multiple colors, Painful Truths is... And kind of along mm-hmm. that same line uh the other one i want to mention is ganti is a good card that people yeah. can play in sideboards. i see that show up in the grindy black decks as a way to um to really grind it out and even i don't think it's unreasonable to go up to a copy of uh what, what is the big standard one the uh the it's dro- the one that walker, creature no no the uh enchantment the, the saga
1: oh just reborn yeah
0: yeah 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 it's not bad
1: um what do you think about Obnixilis, reignited
0: uh yeah, I like him. I think I mean, I feel like I would have him in the main board, but maybe I'm crazy. I think that he's perfectly reasonable and might might fight with that same slot that you were looking at eldest point maybe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah he could he could go
1: main or he can go side
0: I think uh yeah, what about pretty reasonable- w- would you
1: play any removal in the sideboard just like spot removal? I know main board's probably gonna be like fatal push or. Or I don't know, like murderous Cats or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it depends or on the deck. So, for example, with darkness. dredge, hmm.
0: with the dredge deck, I've talked about, or I, you know, I've tried out probably eight or nine different removal spells for the sideboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that elves is another one that doesn't really play removal main, but will bring in a lot of removal from the sideboard just to beat certain matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, so bringing in things like fatal push from the sideboard is perfectly fine. Bringing in a fatal, a uh, murderous cut. Yeah, I like that one because it hits anything. You know, you're going to bring it in to kill things like the Liras that your opponent might have.
1: I think Fatal Push is more of a main deck card, though. I think people are going to be... 80% of the time, if you're playing black, you're probably going to be playing Fatal Push in the main.
0: Again, I was I was listening to 20%, which is things like yeah. Elves, things like Dredge, that probably don't have that main board.
1: But, like, what about Ultimate Price, or Cast Out, or, you know, those other... you
0: know? No, I think that those are pretty narrow. If you're playing them, they were probably in the main board. Uh, I could see maybe like a walk the plank or something like that, but uh, again, the only real one that I'd really look to is the essence extraction. I think, mm-hmm. or maybe you could also try the uh, the two mana, the moment of craving, if mm-hmm. you're looking for something like that. Okay, all right, all
1: right. Well, I think that pretty much covers black. So you want to move on to red?
0: Yeah, red. So red has some good options. Mostly, you know, I think of red. I think of just aggro and frontier. Um, there's a few kind of like controly mid range, you know, those mm-hmm. kind of decks, but. Mm-hmm for the most part, I think more aggro. So when I think red sideboards, ah, oh, let me think what sounds really good. So big ones, I would say are, you want something for grindy. Let's go with that first. Cause you, you know, you're, you're a, a very fast, very linear deck. What do you like to go to right now for, a to be more grindy as an Atarka or red deck?
1: In an Atarka deck. So I, how about Chandra Torch of Defiance? I don't mm-hmm. know if that'd be main, but I think, you know, he, he'd probably want to play that in a sideboard against control.
0: Okay, so is that the one that you usually go to? Because I can think of a couple other cards that fit in that exact same slot. Those would be Hezret, and yeah. I would say Experimental Frenzy. I don't think you're going to play oh, all yeah. three of those. So, it, I mean, aren't the new decks kind of playing like
1: the... Uh, what? What is it? Uh, I can't remember. Light Up the Stage. Mm-hmm. Main now. So... Isn't that kind of like taking over for the the card advantage? Do you still need to play something like the uh, experimental frenzy in the sideboard if you're if you're playing with that?
0: Well, it depends. But I mean, here, here's your chance to be on the soapbox. If you're playing your red deck and you've got those maybe two slots for a grindy matchup, are you playing Chandra? Are you playing Hazoret? Are you playing Experimental Frenzy?
1: I guess I'm playing Frenzy. Because Frenzy, I just want to like. Bam, 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 bam. Seven okay. creatures, I, one turn.
0: Uh, yeah, you know, it's tough for me. I think I do see some reason to play Hazaret because he's really good in specific matchups, and I do still like Chandra quite a bit. Uh, I don't know if I have a specific answer to give. Uh, I would try them out. I probably wouldn't play Frenzy right now. If I were to play it, it would probably be in my main board. I mean, it also depends on, like,
1: what control deck is popular. If everyone's playing Mortify, I would not want to play Experimental Frenzy. I'd rather play Hazaret or I'd rather play Chandra.
0: Hmm. So okay, uh, let's talk about more aggressive things. Um, what what else do you like from red?
1: I mean, I have mostly mostly sideboard cards to deal with aggro decks in my list. So like, I got okay. roast. I think roast is still playable. You know, five yes, damage. I actually
0: want to say I want to give a shout out to roast because I think it's a very important card right now. You know, I'd seen some red decks going towards the what is it lava coil instead. Yeah you know they want to be able to hit things that like things in the air they want to be able to hit some flyers i think roast is really important for a tarka right now because you want to be able to kill Gurmag angler out of the dredge decks
1: yeah or tassiger or siege rhino i mean mm-hmm. the the five damage is really important i think
0: Yes, definitely um i like Karyzev's expertise that's just another you know it's a red sideboard card mm-hmm. just got to give it a shout out cuz it sometimes makes some really stupid plays for a tarka yeah, again, that, uh, that's on the aggressive side.
1: I think Sweltering Suns is a really good sideboard card as well against Aggro. I'd rather play that than play any of those two damage ones. Hmm. Um, uh, what
0: about? So you were seeing some more removal. What? What else do you bring in as removal for for red?
1: I kind of like Chandra's Defeat. You know, if you're playing mm-hmm. against other red Aggro decks, you know, and, and it kills a Chandra as well. So I don't know if they'd be playing okay. that against you, but.
0: Um, I usually go with a braid is the one I usually like. It you know, takes out things like the opposing Copters, opposing Aether Spear Harvester, which is a common sideboard card. But I think a braid's more of a mainboard card. I think more people would be playing that. Um n- not for an aggro deck. If you're playing a Tarko, you're not gonna play agbraid Braid in the main board. Yeah. But I guess like
1: if you're playing mid range, if you're playing you know, control, I think maybe you'd be mm-hmm. playing a braid.
0: Um sorry, I'm kinda jumping around here. Another one I want to mention, Rampaging Ferocidon.
1: Yeah, Ferocidon, yes.
0: So it beats Saheeli. It it's good into Dredge, it's good into some of the weird combo decks, you know, stopping them from getting life, it beats him mm-hmm. pretty hard. I think that's a great card, and I think it's one that deserves a slot in pretty much any red aggressive sideboard.
1: Yeah, definitely. Totally agree. Um, What do you think of, like, Blood Sun? I know
0: I've seen some people playing
1: it in the sideboard just because of, like, the fetch-heavy decks.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't play it. It doesn't really have a slough right now, I don't think. Okay. It just doesn't really slow anyone down, and it's a very slow card itself.
1: And you're talking about a braid. I think a braid's more mainboard. I think Smashing Smithereens is more of a sideboard card.
0: Hmm. So I was going to bring up that we didn't really talk enough about a tar- um, Artifact and Enchantment Removal when we were in white. Mm-hmm. Um, we probably should have brought that up a little bit more. But when we're in red now, yes, I think that's a good card. Although I want to say that I think Cinder Vines is a lot better. That one needs to oh, yeah. call out as something new and something really strong that people should definitely yeah. be playing.
1: Th- that's in my multicolor. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, it, it's red. It's a red card.
1: Yeah, it's really good. Especially if you're playing a Tarka, you know, you probably want to have that on your sideboard.
0: Yeah, I think this is almost a reason to play a Tarka over mono red. I think it's one of the few reasons to play a Tarka over mono red. Mm-hmm.
1: Are there any other Planeswalkers you think that deserve a space in the sideboard? Like, I know Flame Flamecaller used to kind of see some play against the Grandier decks, like the lower midrange.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's not that much of that kind of deck around. Uh, the one that I want to say is, what about Sweepers still? I think that that's always very reasonable to bring in Sweepers if you're a slow deck. Kozilek's Return? No? What? Kozilek's Return? Is that
1: playable still? What do you think? Yeah,
0: I mean, Kozilek's Return, there's Sweltering Suns, there's the the the, the red-white one, obviously, is the best if you're in red and white. Um, there's also, on. you know, yeah, Radiant Flames. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Radiant
1: on. Flames. Yeah. Totally forgot to add that in there. Radiant Flames is pretty <laughs> good if you're playing three-colored.
0: Yeah. All right, uh, let's finish it up with green and then talk about some multicolor cards.
1: Okay, green, I don't have that much. I know that one of the big things with green is that you want to have some kind of artifact and enchantment removal here. I see mm-hmm. that as the color for that type of effect instead of white. So I would definitely play something like a Reclamation Sage.
0: Yes, although I feel like a Knight of Autumn, I would prefer. Yeah, if uh, you're most playing time white if you're in
1: green, you're in white.
0: Yeah. If you're playing
1: green and white, Night of Autumn number one choice. But if you're just playing green, or like green, green, black, or something like that, Reclamation is mm-hmm. not
0: bad. Um, I think Tireless Tracker is the one that I really want to call out as such a good sideboard card for green. If you're going to slower, you know, mm-hmm. g- gives you a lot of game against those kind of cards. I can't think of too much else that I'm like, oh, I need to have that in my sideboard against control. Other than if we're going much bigger, I don't hate a Carnage Tyrant.
1: Oh, yeah. I had that on my list. (laughs) I mean, not too many bigger, you know, green decks, but uh, if you are playing like a Jund or something like that, then, yeah, Carnage Tyrant's great.
0: How about life gain or ways to slow down aggro? Let's say you're like mono green. What do you have as an option? Do you like anything like Arborback Stomper? Or there's the uh, the 7-drop, there's like Palalka Worm. Yeah, it's still kind of too slow, I think. If you're playing against Aggro and you need to gain life,
1: I would just play something like Feed the Clan, the 2-mana okay. gain 5, or maybe like Pulse of Murasa.
0: Yes, those are, I think, both definitely worth it. Uh, I think that also Life Goes On is very reasonable. That Which one one's that again? Four. That one's gain 4 as a 1-mana instant, although if a creature died this turn, you gain 8 instead. Really? I can't remember that card. What was that from? Uh, it was definitely the Emancet set, but I don't remember which one. Okay, oh. I missed that one. I'll Pull it up here for you.
1: Um, what about Planeswalkers? Are there any
0: good green Planeswalkers you
1: think that are worth having in the sideboard, like an Ajani Unyielding
0: or um the Nissa Flipwalker? If you count that, yeah, I guess is she sideboardable or is she something play to play in the main? I, don't I know think she's I... sideboardable. Uh, I mean, if you have enough forest in the main deck, she's you know a grandy card that you wouldn't want into more aggressive matchups. Uh, I also think that you can sometimes bring in the five-mana Nyssa. Um, yeah. She brings back a lot of cards. It's very grindy. Um, this... As well as actually both five-mana Nissas are both good at pressuring planeswalkers, so people so... bring them in against control.
1: So Nissa World Waker and uh Vital Force? Mm-hmm. Okay. I like Vital Force a little bit more than I like the World Waker,
0: I think. Yes, Life Goes On it was uh, Hour of Devastation, by the way. Okay.
1: Good, good, good. Yeah, so that's all i got for green that's not so much oh i mean i did have like natural state and there's why well. i thought that's like a good you know one mana card hits something like uh you know ascendancy or i believe it also hits like um uh smuggler's copter you know one mana mm-hmm. instant anything that's converted mana cost three or less so
0: yeah it's tough because i wouldn't want to bring that in against just a smuggler's copter deck that's always been the confusion with something like a Tarka. you don't want to bring in you know, natural state and then not have any targets if they don't play smuggler's copter. Yeah. Um, So let's talk real quick about ascendancy because I feel like people need to know that's in the meta. If they're looking at their sideboard. So it's fast stack. It uses Jeskai ascendancy and Sylvan awakening, and then makes all of their lands into creatures, untaps them a whole bunch. Every time they play a spell, you know, when they just go through cantrip, 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 gaining mana, suddenly they have really big creatures and they can swing with them, usually with trample as well. So what are good sideboard cards against it well you already said cinder vines and i totally yes think it's cinder vines like um i think that night of autumn is another good way to get rid of the mm-hmm. actual enchantment if it comes down uh, negates any kind of you know counter spells that can hit it early uh they're often running a lot of counters themselves so there might be a counter war there
1: dramoka's command
0: maybe what's command
1: dramoka's command make them sacrifice um, the... That one's not usually
0: the best. They do run the enchantment that enchants a land, mostly as protection from Jomoka's okay. Command. Okay. I think that I would much prefer the Assassin's Trophy.
1: Yeah. It's another good one. Mm-hmm. Um.
0: Yeah, I don't know what else
1: I would play against them. Uh, dampening Sphere, maybe? Or Dampening uh, Sphere? I don't
0: think it's worth it. I haven't tried it, but, you know, that's very narrow. It only works against the one deck. And mm. they can sometimes just kill you through it.
1: Mm. They just make tons of mana.
0: Yeah, you know if they're making, if they're gaining more than one mana on each untap, then it doesn't matter if they're paying one more in each spell. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> so, did you want to talk about artifacts real quick?
0: Uh, let's talk any multicolored things multicolored. you've got that we didn't touch on. So you know, I keep trying to bring up Knight of Autumn. You know, that's a card that yeah, Night of Autumn's it,
1: great. Yeah. mortify i think i talked a little bit about you gotta be worried about that in like desperate decks but i think mortify is a great sideboard mm-hmm. card for like mardu and absent now okay you know just get gives you extra removal and then it also hits an enchantment so that's another mm-hmm. thing that's uh, kind of a good a good card to have against the uh uh just got tendency decks as well yes you already talked about deafening Claire What
0: else I have? Uh, um, how about Basilica Bell haunt? Do you think that, that deserves a spot in any kind of sideboards? Uh,
1: I don't know. I think it's it's okay in standard. I don't think it's good enough for for uh for frontier.
0: Uh, I've been liking it. I think it's a cool card. Um I'm just looking at I'm mean, also just, you know, going through some recent decks that I've seen. Uh, what here's you, a weird one? Yeah. Do you think Kaya deserves a spot in a sideboard right now? I don't I mean, would you want to play her against Dredge? Uh, I would absolutely play her against Dredge. The minus yeah. can exile a Stitcher supplier <clears throat> or any kind of token, and the plus is just huge.
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: I, okay. I guess so. If you
1: can protect, <laughs> if you're playing like a black white control deck and you got other ways to kill stuff or move it, like a black white Planeswalker deck would be really good. Yeah. So Speaking okay, of I'm black white, though, though. <laughs> speaking of black white, combo. The console of allocation. I think yes, he's pretty that's good. That's a strong one. That's another card that I think you could play against Jeskai Ascendancy if you're not playing Cinderbinds. Kind of has that same effect whenever they cast one of those cantrip spells. It's like minus two plus two. They can't cast a mm-hmm. lot, they have to kill that first. So, Combo, okay. I think, is good. Uh, what are your thoughts on like Utter End or Anguish Unmaking?
0: Um, I think that for the most part, there are other options. You know, I'd probably rather play cast out anyways. Um, I think most of the decks that would be playing those have other ways to take care of the problem cards. You know, we we were talking about Mortify. We're talking about Vraska's Contempt.
1: Yeah. I mean, what I do like about Vraska's, sorry, Utter End other than Vraska's Contempt is that it hits any permanent, you know, Mm -hmm. not just Planeswalker or Creature. So you, you can use it to get rid of their, you know, their Marvel or, you know, their or just guy ascendancy or, or anything like that okay <clears throat> any others um what about like uh a bedevil
0: hmm yeah I mean, that would be strange one? to be in the sideboard i could see it theoretically but it's kind of a, a weird slow one
1: or how about like any of the vraskas like the relic seeker would that be a main board card would that be something you want to play like in a a Sultai deck
0: yeah you know those are just those are a general option any kind of you know big slow planeswalker is pretty reasonable against something like control you know out of something like abzan mm-hmm. you know you could play Sorin, and you could play ajani you could play vraska all of those are quite reasonable yeah okay i think that's pretty much all the multicolor i had I, mean, I, yeah, kinda... I think that's most of what we wanted to cover so are there any decks we didn't talk about so you know we talked about well why don't we talk about dredge hate a little bit i know we've we've mentioned it recently i think that Tormod's Crypt is still a very good go-to. It's an mm-hmm. artifact card to help you exile their whole graveyard. If you're not running that, if I'm a slower deck, I usually like Crook of Condemnation a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And really, those are the two, and then maybe Remorseless Spirit. You know, we've talked about Dredge recently, so I'm kind of going quickly through this, but I think those are the ones that I really see that can answer Dredge, answer the graveyard decks.
1: Yeah, Dredge is so hard to beat, just because. <laughs> Now they have, yeah, it's sure you can get rid of their graveyard if you, if you get it, you know, early enough. But otherwise, they're bringing in those Angulars or their, you know, Tasigers, and it's like, okay, graveyard's gone, but now they have this four five and a five five. How am I going to beat that? And it's you like, they can on also turn just, two you know, they can
0: flip their graveyard and still do some big damage. Yeah, yeah so
1: control decks probably have a better chance against against them. I think.
0: All right, so we're already actually pushing up to 45 minutes here. I think this is a pretty good cover. You know, I did want to just touch on the basics. If anyone has any questions about specific decks, if they want to go, hey, I've got a deck, I need some help with a sideboard, I've got a tournament coming up, please reach out to us. You can find us at MTG Frontier, MTG underscore Frontier on Instagram, and our website, mtgfrontier.net. Yeah, I guess we will talk
1: about uh, the metagame a little bit next time then. So thanks for joining us. I'm Ryan. Uh, You can find me at uh, Yoshwanky on Twitter, or you can find my website at www.TheJapanHobbyist.com.
0: All right, guys, this was fun. I'm going to call it a night. Uh, For everyone out there, we look forward to being your go-to source for frontier information online. Your final frontier, signing off.